Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. This is episode number 43. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-host, Lambros Sirmos, Adi Burubasis, our super sub, Costa Levo Yanis, and our very special guest for the day, Olympiakos striker, big goal scorer in the big games, Matt Derbyshire. Matt, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Australia with MacArthur FC. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show as well. I appreciate it. Well, the pleasure is all ours, Matt, and we're very happy to see you here. Matt is uh, currently out in Australia with MacArthur FC. Um, from what I can tell, the season's just begun, and uh, how are things going out there so far? Yeah, good. We've won our first game. We lost the second game. Uh, we're, we're a brand new club, you know. It's, it's going to take time to, um, you know, for all the guys to gel and to get the rhythm going and, you know, getting to know each other on and off the pitch as well as... Um, um, you know, winning games and losing games, we've, we've, we've got to we've got to get that unity and that bond together, and, and I'm sure we'll be fine throughout the season. Well, it's good to hear. Obviously, as you say, it is a process and a nice new project for you as well. It must be very unique, starting with the new club. You know, very fresh and uh, as one of the big veterans out there, it must be a very interesting experience for you. For those who don't know, Matt is a very well traveled and successful footballer in Europe. Uh, came up in England with Blackburn eventually was loaned out to Olympiacos and was so successful that he ended up staying at the club for another season, um, ended up moving around back to England for a while, was very successful at Omonia. Um, and we actually got connected to Matt through one of our former guests, Stell, uh, with the Shoot the Defense podcast. So big shout out to Stell for getting us involved with him. Uh, Matt, the first thing we want to ask you is just about you know, how you ended up in Greece. Uh, you're actually the only Olympiakos player uh, of English nationality. And so obviously yeah. it's interesting to, to see that happen. So of, of course, the loan move to Olympiakos uh, originally played out. What was going through your mind when that happened? And, and more specifically, how did that play out to get you in Athens? To be honest with you, it was actually a change of managers in England. I was, I was playing regularly in the Premier League. Um, I was doing well, scoring goals, just signed a new four-year contract at Blackburn. Um, and then the manager got sacked, um, as they do regularly in, in the game. Um, and Sam Allardyce came in. And straight away, I actually knew that I wouldn't kind of fit into his plans because I know what type of striker he likes. Uh, you know, he likes to play defensively and obviously on the counter-attack up to a big guy who, who you know, brings people into play. And that wasn't, that wasn't me, so... Um, I gave it four or five, six games, and um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't looking great. I'd gone from starting to to being on the bench quite regularly, and, and not actually coming on. So, I mean, if anyone that knows me knows, I just want to play football, and you know, regardless of uh, the finance financial situation, whether it's you know, I, I want to play football because it's a short career. So, um, I asked the, the the coach at the time, the manager at the time, if I could go out on loan. Uh, and he agreed, and obviously I spoke to my agent, and and um, you know this came up. It was one of the things that actually came up, and I was like, yeah, why not? Um, I, obviously, I knew it was a humongous club. Um, we would played them in pre-season. We they actually beat us five nil um, in a pre-season game. Obviously, they they was like a week or two ahead of us because um, they had the Champions League qualifiers and what have you. But yeah, I, I, you know, I jumped at the opportunity to go, to go there and 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 to you know being one of the only 
players at the time to, to, to go abroad and experience that type of thing. I just want to give a little bit of context to, to some of our listeners. So, I mean, Matt, you were born 1986. You were coming in a, a crop of players in England uh, where, I mean, you can hear from the sound of my voice. I grew up, I was born in England. And yeah. um, I remember, you know, the typical strikers that we had in the national team. You had Alan Shearer, Michael Owen, Andy Cole, yeah. those kind of figures. And then, you know, you were breaking through. Uh, I remember watching you on Match of the Day. And, you know, in, 2000 and, in 2007, I moved to Belgium. I've been an Olympiacos fan all, all my life because of yeah. you know, my father, essentially. And I remember seeing your name in a headline, January 2009, and thinking, Matt Darbish is moving to Greece. And yeah. it was, like, amazing for me as somebody that's, you know, watched that standard of football and thinking, what could be going through this guy's head to, to move to Greece? And it's, it's interesting what you what you're saying about all your context in your in your decision but what did you what did you really know about the club the fans uh, the culture in Greece like what you would meet when you when you landed did you did you have a chat with the manager beforehand did you know what you were expecting when you were getting there yeah well i've got some stories about managers mate and obviously what the <laughs> manager said to me but i'm not going to i'm not going to say what he said to me i'll probably i'll keep them for for another day mate uh, another another story but um I didn't know much about the club. I knew, obviously, I knew there was, you know, a giant club in Europe. There was, they're massive. You know, it is a massive club. And you know what? I didn't actually realise how big of a club it was until I left the club. Um, in regards to, you know, getting there and landing and whatever, I had a great reception, you know, as they all do. As all the, you know, the fans always give the, the players a fantastic reception. Um, but, yeah, as you say, getting to, you know, not knowing much about the club. I've come from the Premier League and I'm going into Greece to play in, in the Super League. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know too much about it, you know, but I, believe me, I, I learned very, very quickly, very quickly how how passionate the fans are, how, how much they want to win, especially Olympiacos, you know. They, 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 they don't like losing as as, as as players also, but they demand, they demand to win, which is fantastic and which... To be honest, going to that club helped me massively in my in my career. Um, you know, of, of wanting to win more and more and more. You know, a lot of a lot of foreign players that go and play for Olympiacos, they I think they have this similar kind of feeling or expression. What you're what you're saying now, and um, I like to think that it cultivates a, a winning mentality, particularly for for young players that go there because they go there, they have that pressure every um, every game to win there's the expectation and the pressure from the fans I think in England to a certain extent the the pundits kind of put it you know they, they try and put it down and say oh it's it's Greece you know the level's really low I remember when Marco Silva moved to, to manage Everton Paul Merson yeah. was with Sky Sports and he was saying you know who is this guy who came from Greece um, it's it's minor but it re I think even in, in managers in players that go there they then move on and they have this mentality to always to always win would you like would you agree with that i i agree massively and i i i, I remember like playing all sorts of games like, even like the, the big big games i know they want to win the panathinaikos and the powers and but this the, the, you know the, at the time the, the captain jolie georgievich you know i was fan, you know fantastic friend and i still speak to him now you know having a captain like him in your side is is what um, Olympiacos is all about, mate. Because he, he was the driving force behind it. And then it wasn't just him. It was then you have like 
the physios and you have the, the kit men. Everybody at the club, everybody knew you had to win. You know, re regardless, it's like, ah, three points tomorrow, three points tomorrow. You know, it wasn't a case, ah, we might get, we might do this. We might. No, we're winning tomorrow. And when we win, you know, we, we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll move on to the next game and we'll win that one as well, you know. And to be around these, these sort, sort of players, um, I mean, I know I've been around many, many top, top, top players, but the mentality of these boys that have been at a club uh, like Olympiacos for so many years, you can, you can see why. You know, especially like, like I said, Jolly, his mentality to win and his mentality every day in the dressing room was, was, was unbelievable. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, how would you describe it to your friends back in England? Like, you know, your experience out there? Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute madness, mate. Um, but one thing, I, I would never change one thing about it. Even my first game, I went to, uh, uh, you, you might remember this, I went to Pauk Thessaloniki away. Um, and like I said, I've, I've, been in, I've been in big stadiums and played in but it was something new to me, you know. And I, and I remember taking a picture, and I don't know if you remember that. And then it was in the, it was in the press, and the fans straight away got on my case. I'm thinking, what have I done, mate? Because in England it's normal, mate. You take a picture, send it to the missus. Look, this is where I'm playing today, you know. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, taking that picture was like the worst thing ever for me, you know. <laughs> now you don't take a picture of that. We we're Olympiacos. This you know that stadium's crap. We we the best and. When you when you get when you get your feet under the desk at the club, and you you start to you know, the fans start to you know get to know you and, and, and know you as a player and, and how hard working you are blah 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 blah, um, then you then you realise you know what, yeah, forget all these other clubs, we're the main club you know, you don't do this sort of thing like you kind of it's installed in you straight away, which is which is brilliant. You you had kind of I would say a contrasting experience when you when you came to play for us. So you came out, you came out on loan in 2009 and, you know, you entered legend status for the club when you scored the goal in the, in the cup final. Mm. Uh, you know, your role in the cup final was instrumental to us going into extra time and then eventually winning in what's probably been the most epic game in, in Greek football. And, yeah. you know, that, that, that was an amazing season. And then if I remember well, we then we then signed you permanently yes and we had a bit of a like it was a weird season we had uh in 2010 we changed three managers yeah the i think it was a transition period mate it was a very strange strange time i think like i said we you know we just got rid of the captain oh sorry we didn't get rid of him he left you know he was i think he retired after the game there uh this last game of the you know i think the cup game was his last game um, so obviously, that, yeah, you're right. yeah. So, so when someone like him, you know, leaves your dressing room, it's it's, it's huge, it's massive. Um, but then it became a transition period where we, we was bringing players in, bringing players out, and then obviously I got injured myself for quite a long time. Um, which, to looking back on it now, you know, I didn't need to go that long. It was a mix-up in things what had happened. But like I said, I won't, I'll never say a bad word about Olympiacos ever. These things happen, you know miscommunication of doctors and whatever whatever it might have been but uh yeah it was a, it was a tough season um and you know what I, I kind of I, I kind of I was like right I need to go back to England here I need to be playing back in the Premier League which was very very naive of me 
very very naive of me and it was it was one of those decisions where i wish i wish i wouldn't have jumped at at the time um i wish i would have sat back and thought right let's get this season going again you know let's get, get back you know I, I did come back and i started to score some goals and when i did i was like right i'm leaving now but i should have i should have um not been so jumpy to, to leave the club i still had three years left at the club which was like I said, you know, I just wanted to go back and, and, and play in England. Um, but you live and learn, mate. And it's, it's, it's you know, everything, I believe everything I've done uh, in my career is, is, uh, to this point has is, is been a learning, learning point, you know. At that same time, there was also an ownership change, not just the yes. different managerial changes. Was that noticeable to you guys in the locker room? Uh, you can, yeah, of course. I, when, when something so big has changed, you know, I've spoken to Maranakis now and we're, we're completely, you know, we're, we're perfect with each other. Um, but when, when the old president left, everyone, you know, not that everyone doesn't love the new, you know, Maranakis, because they do. Uh, but, you know, it was like a father to figure to everybody. Uh, Cockles, you know, he was, it was, it was brilliant. Around, he was around the training ground all the time, hugging the players, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, of course, it's a big change. Your captain's gone, your president's gone. Um, but listen, you you still can't take away the dressing room we had was still very very good. We had very good players. We just didn't step up, you know. So we we have to take some of the blame as well for uh, for not winning the league that season. If I could ask real quick, like we we hear a lot about the fans, the good times, but I, I think Luke Steele was a goalkeeper at Panathinaikos. He mentioned in an interview he did You're about not how to fans. That word on here, mate. Excuse me, the <laughs> the team we will not name. He, yeah, uh, he he mentioned that fans kind of turned. He noticed the loving, but when the team did bad, the fans turned. Did, did, was there any experience like that? We hear sometimes of fans going to the training ground. Was there ever a point where you were started to get worried, like things are changing here with the fans? No, I've never. I was never worried, mate. You know, I was never worried. But yeah, it's like anything, mate. It's, it, it, if you're so passionate about something and something ain't going your way, you want you want to address it. You want to you want to put it right. Um, and the fans coming to to the training ground, you know, so helped us sometimes, you know, knowing that we, you know, we win, we, we you know, we'll win it for them, or we'll, you know, we'll make sure it doesn't happen again, so we have to win that game, and that that's all the added pressure. Now some players can't handle that pressure. Some players don't like it, you know. If you don't like it, you get out of the club because you're not made for Olympiacos. You're not made for this big club, you know. Um, and players that succeeded at the club handled that pressure well went out there and, and played well you know, at the weekend. Yeah, it's very well said. It's it's something we talk about on the podcast a lot. Just, you know, a lot of players come in um, and can't handle the pressure. Yeah. And for players like yourself who thrived under those big moments, uh, the, the influence of the fans was just another motivating factor, it seemed. And as you just said, uh, that sometimes was the difference between success and failure at a big club in Greece like Olympiakos. Uh, Matt, we do have a few questions from fans that we want to get into. Uh, we did have so many that we're not going to be able to get to all of them, but um, we do have a few that we wanted to highlight. Uh, the first one that I want to ask is from at Saints Tolis on Twitter, uh, and they asked if you had any favorite teammates uh, during your time at Olympiacos. You mentioned Georgievich, yeah. obviously club legend. Uh, is there anyone else that you got along yeah, very I, well I, with at the we club? Had, well, first and foremost, I had a great dressing room, amazing dressing room. Um, and I got on quite well with with a lot of players, but I think um, obviously Jolie took a liking to me, which was very nice for me. You know, young boy coming from England, um, he could have easily gone the other way, thinking you know, just coming here for holiday, blah blah blah. You know, 
I obviously saw my mentality and thought, you know, I'll, I'll help the boy maybe. Um, I think like Dudu, we got we, me and the me and my wife got on very well with him and his family. Um, he was very welcoming, you know, with open arms to me, and we still speak speak regularly now. Like I said, the, the whole dressing was was very very good. Um, but yeah, I would say Dudu was was one of the one of the players that I got along with very well, and you know we had the you know talking about not just players, we I had. Um, George Prionas as well was the was the was the guy that really really helped me a lot to to get into the club because he was the, an, an English speaking guy. Um, he was the fitness trainer at the time, and he took me under his wing as well, you know, and and uh, really helped me get my feet under the table. And now that we're talking about teammates, I have a question about some of there were a few young Greek stars coming up at that time, and I, I was wondering if you had opinions on them. Of course, Fetvatsidis at that time was yeah. almost the next big thing in Greece. And Kostas Mitroglou, of course, would go on to have a great career at Olympiakos and abroad. Yeah. What were your thoughts on those young guys? Did you think, okay, these guys, the press is right. These guys can do it. Like, yeah, did you notice I mean, them in training? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fetva, you could see, you could see how the, you know, at that log center of gravity, it could move, you know, it could pass the ball, it could, it was quick as well, it could finish. And you knew he had, he had, he had something, but I think at that time he just wasn't quite ready, um, and it was just the more he trained with the first team, the better he became. So I think with him, you always knew, uh, you know, he was going to do a little bit in, in, in the club. But Mitroglou, yeah, um, I actually got along with him quite well. We sat next to each other in the dressing room. Uh, good boy, uh, chip on his shoulder, which is a good thing, you know. You know, I like that he had the chip on his shoulder. Where he, he was not not arrogant, but he was confident in himself. That he, you know, he, he, he knew he was a good player. He had a bit of an attitude of I'm, I'm better than everybody else, which is not a bad thing either. You know, um, you know, sometimes you've got to have that to, to be to be a top player, um, and, you, and you can see why he's done so well uh, in the clubs he's been at. When we talked to Yanakopoulos, we talked briefly about um, what we called the souvlaki diet. We joke a lot of Greek diaspora fans will joke about when players come to Greece. Sometimes they get on the souvlaki diet. But Yanakopoulos yeah. was very firm that Olympiakos had uh, people in charge that did monitor your diets, what you guys were eating. Um, was it a setup that was similar to what you had uh, for other clubs in England with regards to that? Was it kind of behind the ball, ahead of the game? What were your no, thoughts? No, no, it was amazing, mate. You, you couldn't, you couldn't anything, anything at the club. You couldn't fault. And if there was something that needed to be put right at the club, it was done within within seconds. You know, they did, it wasn't uh, a joke. It, they wanted everything pristine. You know, if you have a glass of wine at home on a Friday night before a game to relax yourself, for instance, you know, we have a lot of Spanish boys, Portuguese, you know, whatever, Brazilians. If they like to have a glass of red with their dinner, they can have a glass of red in, um, in the hotel with their dinner. No problem. Whatever makes you feel comfortable to go out there on a, on a Saturday and perform at the best of your ability, they did that for you, you know? So they they put you on a stage where you couldn't fail, really. It, then it was obviously down to you, you know, as, as the player. So they, they gave you everything to go out there on a Saturday to win. That's wonderful to hear. Uh, now, we also did have a question from at Football Thanasi. He was the first person to actually guess who uh, the, the player was that we would have on the podcast. Uh, and his question was, what did you think of the other clubs in Greece besides Olympiakos? And who did you like playing against the most? At the time when I was there, I, the level was, you know, was I think 
well, we're not we're not going to the level, but I think I think the the clubs was very very good, very good. Because um, obviously I'm com- I compare it now and again to Cyprus, uh, which I shouldn't really do. Um, but at the time, you know, the level was very 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 high. Um, there. But the club, yeah, there's some very good players, man. When you you know when you come to think about it, some very good players in other teams. Uh, but I think the club I I, I loved playing against. Obviously, you love playing in the big derbies, you know. You love playing against Panathinaikos and, and Paug and Ike. But yeah, I think it would, I think it would have to be Ike, obviously, because of the cup final. Um, you know the way the way that turned out was amazing for for Olympiakos, you know, and it was very nice for myself, you know, to to be able to come on and and to score them goals I did in the cup final. So I would definitely say Ike. But yeah. All the all the big big teams are very good to play against. Yeah, the Ike game has left wonderful memories for all of us for sure. Uh, one more question from at Gate Seven MTL on Twitter. I'll I'll preface their question by saying, uh, as we said, Matt is at MacArthur in Australia. Based on his performance at Omonia the past few seasons, you know, I still think he's got a few years in the tank if he wants, but. Um, Matt, we got a question asking, have you, have you given any thought to what you want to do after your career? Uh, Matt is a family man, got a wonderful family, but, you know, we've seen so many former Olympiacos players be successful continuing their work in the game after retirement. Have you given any thought to it? Absolutely. You've always got to, you've got to think ahead, but at the moment, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my football now. I love playing football, mate. I, I love waking up every morning. I've got a passion for it. And if, I'll, I'll try and play for as long as I possibly can, because, you know, I'm really enjoying myself, and like you know, when when you stop enjoying it, then you know it's time to hang the boots up and, and move on. But you know, when when that time comes, I, I do want to be uh, I do want to be in in, uh, in management, you know, coaching. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm obviously when when I hang my boots up, I'll be I'll be eager to learn from the best, and and wherever I can get that experience, uh, I, I will go and, and and get that experience from them. We had a question for on Instagram from Eight Rilos, and he wanted to know if you could compare what it was like to play under Valverde, Zico, Bandovich, and Ketspaya. Uh, if you could compare <laughs> all to like the different coaching styles, uh, massively. Very briefly, from the first to the last, massively, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've got to remember, mate. That I, I didn't really spend long under the the, the last three coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first of all, Valverde is a gentleman. I actually spoke to Mr. Valverde uh, seven days ago. Yeah, uh, we spoke to each other on, uh, over text message, wishing each other a happy new year, and Merry Christmas. And yeah, it was, you know what, he's a very good guy. You know, how it, how it started, our relationship, to now is is night and day. Um, but I won't go into that too much. The Kitspire, I mean, I've, I've in the dressing room, Kitspire is, you know, is, is crazy. But I'm, you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a very good coach, but he's crazy, you know. Some players love that, and some players don't like that, you know. I've spoken to him many, many, many times in Cyprus because obviously he lives in Cyprus. Um, fantastic, fantastic guy as well. Um, who would I prefer to to be under? I would probably prefer to uh, be under um, Valverde because of the, you know the the way the way he goes about himself, not taking anything away from Kitspire. He he can give you things that other that Mr Valverde can't. The other guys, 
yeah, I, I didn't really spend much under them as well, but both very good coaches in their own way. Well, Matt, that about wraps up all the time we have. Uh, we want to thank you again so much for coming on. If there's anything else you want to say to Olympiacos fans, or uh, additionally, if you want the listeners to know where they can follow you on social media, now is the time. Yeah, no, obviously, they, I don't have, I've done many interviews about the club. Uh, they all know I, I love the club and the club's always in my heart and I will follow them. And I always follow them every, every weekend or every Champions League game, whatever it may be. Uh, I wish them all a happy new year. Uh, I wish them every success in, you know, obviously the season and, uh, the, you know, the new campaigns that are, that are coming up as well. Um, and and may, may it be successful. You can obviously catch me at, at my Instagram, I'm at Derbyshire27, uh, and see what, see what I'm up to in Australia. That's great. Thank you so much, Matt. It's always amazing to see foreign players come in and have such passion for the club, even after they've done playing there. Um, and, you know, we hope every signing who comes in for, from overseas has the same passion and respect and love for the club that you did. And uh, we want to wish you a great 2021 and a great rest of your night. Um, we were really happy to get this together. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We, it really means a lot. Uh, thank you to all the listeners, uh, especially if you've made it this far. Continue to interact with us on social media at Gate7INTL on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. And once again, thank you to Stell, uh, who is at C-H-E Stell on Instagram. If you're looking for funny Omonia memes, making fun of Apoel, things like that, <laughs> that's where you're going to go. Out, yeah, definitely check it's, him out. It's, it's great content, trust me. Um, I'm definitely becoming a bit of an Omonia fan watching this stuff. Um, and but, so you should do, because they're a fantastic club, mate. Yeah, I mean, we were watching them a lot in, in Champions League, obviously, in Europa League, so we're getting familiar with them, and uh, wish the best to Ammonia, honestly, you know, you know, hopefully they don't interfere with the UEFA coefficient too much, but, well, that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, yes. But, yeah, anyways, we'll be back uh, next week after the Pauk game. Until then, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the Panetoricos game, and we will see you very soon.